Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the HypnoDojo. A place of learning for practitioners and students of hypnotherapy. Get your black belt in all things hypnotherapy as we whip into shape your mindset, mastery, and marketing. Relax, enjoy, learn. Here's your sensei, Linda Campbell. Hi, and welcome to the Hypno Dojo. At the Hypno Dojo, we're all about mindset. Where is your head at in your business as a hypnotherapist? Do you have lack mentality? Are you thinking like a business person, like an entrepreneur? We know, working with clients, that what's going on inside your mind affects your actions, affects your life, affects your outcomes. So mindset, are you in the game as a hypnotherapist? Mastery, how good are you at your skills? Are you getting results? My clients get results with me within the first one or two sessions. If they're not getting results within the second session, I'm moving on to figure out why not. So if you're not getting results that quickly, there may be some more things to learn, some more skills to master, some more techniques in order to really have the mastery part under your belt. And marketing, how effectively are you getting the word out about your practice? Are you working as much as you want to work? Are you getting referrals? Do your clients return to you? So mindset, mastery, and marketing are the three pieces that you need to have coming together in order for your practice to be successful. And today we're going to look at a mastery piece. So this is one of my top five favorite techniques. This is a super easy and effective technique that gets amazing results. Uh, When we work with a client in hypnotherapy, there are two parts to the process, uncovering and addressing. So in other words, we have to figure out uncovering what's going on under the client's symptom. So why are they hanging on to weight? Why do they have insomnia? Why do they experience back pain every time they think about going back to work? Uh, Once we understand the reason, the why, then we need to address it. Oftentimes with some clients, having the insight is just not enough. So we then need to address it. Addressing others is, as you might have guessed, an addressing technique. So this is not used to uncover what's going on for the client. It's used once you understand what's going on in situations where the client has unfinished business with somebody, which is often the case, whether it's a parent or teacher that was critical, an older sibling who got all the attention, somebody who broke up with them that they still haven't really gotten over, This uh, technique is, like I said, one of my top five because it can be used with so many different situations. So here's a typical scenario. Uh, We have a parent who's critical or unfair, but we can't speak up for ourselves. We can't tell them how we feel about their criticism of us because it's not welcome. Maybe we're brought up that our opinion doesn't matter or children should be seen and not heard or we don't really have a say or a vote in how things are done. Or maybe we try to speak up, (laughs) 
but it just creates more problems for us. Maybe we get a backhand. Maybe we're told, you know, if I want your opinion, I'll ask you for it. Uh, Maybe we speak up and it just falls on deaf ears. There's just crickets. We don't get anything back that we wanted. So we just shove that feeling, that thing we wanted to say, way deep down inside ourselves. And it's kind of like holding a beach ball underwater. If you've ever tried to hold a beach ball underwater for any length of time, you know that as soon as you let up or you quit paying attention, the ball just shoots out in a different direction. So this is why, you know, the person may have unresolved issues with their dad, but they never got a chance to address it with dad or to deal with dad or dad would have never have listened to them or provided that opportunity So now they've got an issue with authority figures or their boss really gets under their skin or they come home from work and yell at their kids. Can't deal with my boss, can't deal with my dad. I'll just take it out on people who have to stick around because they love me. So that's one scenario is we haven't had the opportunity to be able to say what it is we needed to say. So we've been carrying that around forever. (laughs) It's still in the system. It's maybe coming out in unrelated situations or situations that have a similar feel to them. Um, But it's because, again, the subconscious forgets to remember that we live along a timeline and where we are now and who we are now is different. And it sometimes holds on to things far longer than we do in our conscious mind. So scenario number one. Another scenario, scenario number two, we always wanted to hear something from somebody Maybe we never heard I love you or I'm proud of you or, you know, I respect you from an important person in our lives, our parents, a teacher, you know, somebody we dated. Maybe we needed to hear I'm sorry. Maybe we needed them to explain something, own something, be accountable for something. Maybe we needed somebody to validate us, to acknowledge us, or to, you know, say that our opinions are valid and appreciated. But we never got to hear that thing. And again, (laughs) just because our system doesn't easily let go of these things, we got that always perpetually waiting for something still in our bodies. So, And this can even be uh, amplified if the person dies or they're no longer available to us. I've got a client right now who's super frustrated, and we're going to be doing this technique, because a boyfriend of hers broke up with her and couldn't, didn't give her any reason, any explanation. There was no closure around it. So she's just churning over, why would he do that? Why would he do that? I need to know. I need to understand. And until this is dealt with within her, she could be in this perpetual state of waiting, not knowing, not having closure. And so in the first scenario, we didn't get the opportunity to say something that needed to be said. In this scenario, we didn't get the opportunity to hear something that needed to be heard. So this technique, addressing others, and there is a link to it in the show notes underneath, This technique can be used to finally give the client the opportunity to say what needs to be said and to hear what needs to be heard in a way that is safe, in a way where you have some control over what it is they're told, and I'll get to that in a bit. Um, And I've had some really amazing results with this. The subconscious is illogical. So it doesn't understand the difference between something that happens in the real world and something that you're imagining inside your mind. This is why we can have a scary dream, or for that sake, an arousing dream, and wake up and the heart's still pounding, because the subconscious doesn't go, oh, that was just inside my head. Now I don't have to have a pounding heart. It doesn't know the difference between inside our head and real life. So when you can take the client through this process of giving them the opportunity to say what needs to be said and hear what needs to be heard, 
the subconscious buys it as though it's already happened. And so some of the things people have reported to me afterwards, that they're no longer triggered by a certain person or a certain personality type. You know, they had to hang out with their mother-in-law, but even though she was no different, she did all the same things and said all the same things, it no longer pushed my buttons. I've had people say that they felt more compassionate towards the other person, more understanding, or even just more neutral. And I've had a couple of people say they actually felt sad for the other person instead of being angry at them or bitter or resentful. And so there's often this feeling of a burden having been lifted that somehow their interactions with this person, if they still have to interact with this person, are different. And I wonder, you know, my mind always wants to go to, hmm, I wonder if we work on somebody else in a sense in hypnosis, if that somehow energetically affects them. But that's a big question for another show. So I'm going to go through the script and and kind of break it down and explain why it's done the way it's done. And like I said, there's a copy for you. Feel free to modify it. I'll be talking at the end about some of the modifications that can easily be made to the script to make it apply to different situations. And so the addressing others script. So I'm going to give you the layout of the steps, essentially, and then we'll go into what's actually in the script. How do I word things? So I usually set up with the client, and this is all in hypnosis, that they're going to be having a conversation with somebody. And if this is a person that has maybe been abusive or that they've had a lot of negative experiences with, or if the client chooses, I'm going to let them know that if they want, they can set up safety for themselves in whatever way makes sense. So I had one client actually imagine bringing in bodyguards because she had to deal with a a boyfriend who was abusive and wanted the opportunity to talk to him, but, you know, on a subconscious level, probably on a conscious level too, was afraid of dealing with him. I had somebody else who had just a, she called him evil stepfather, and she had him coming in like a Hannibal Lecter on on the little cart with a, uh, the thing that wraps around your body, the what they make people wear in the loony bin. You know what I'm talking about, straight jackets. There you go. So if you want, you can suggest that the client create some way to provide safety for themselves. I had another client bring in an angel. Uh, just as an aside, when I'm doing hypnotherapy with somebody, I never tell them, let's create some safety for you. Bring in an angel to keep you safe. Because that might not be the client's language. It may not be their belief system. Maybe I believe in angels. I'm big into angels. But if the client's like, eh, that's not going to work for me, I'm interfering with the therapeutic process. So if I'm going to get the client to bring in safety, I'm going to perhaps give a few suggestions, and I'm going to leave it up to them to figure out how they want to do it. So I might say, maybe you have a bodyguard. Maybe you bring in some, you know, deity or, or powerful being to help you out. Or maybe something better comes to mind. If you would like to create safety for yourself, find some way to do that and give me a nod of your head when you're done. So I'm giving a couple possibilities in case they're like, I don't know what that means. What are my options? But I'm not telling them what to do because I don't want to interfere with their belief system or impose mine on them. The next step is they're going to invite in whomever they need to address. And if necessary, we can add another layer of safety here. (laughs) Very briefly, have them say what needs to be said to the guest. Then I have them sort of pause the person, look into the person, as though they could see into their heart, their memories, their agenda, their motivation, into their mind, into their thoughts and upbringing, and get some clarity around how that person came to be who they are so that they can understand that person better. And I'm going to, again, go into these points in way more length and explain how they're done and why they're important in a moment. Then I'm going to have the guest 
say back to my client whatever the client needs to hear, not necessarily what the person would have said if they'd had that conversation in real life because that could just create more problems, but whatever the client needs to hear in order to be clear, in order to move forward. Then depending on the relationship between the guest and the client, I'll have the client perhaps think of some of the positive or empowering things that they've learned or traits that they've developed as a result of their relationship or interactions with that person. So even though this person might have been a really negative force in my life, through them I got more clear about you know, what kind of men I want in my life or I got more clear about how to stand up for myself or I got more clear about how to read the red flags more quickly. So even though somebody may have, a, have had a negative impact, perhaps there is some way you've grown as a result of your experience. And then I will do a cord cutting with them and have them dismiss the guest. So let's go into each of these steps more directly. So I'm actually going to read to you the script and, and stop every now and then to explain why I'm doing it the way I'm doing it. All right, sample script. Sometimes when we're younger, we don't always have the opportunity to speak our minds. Maybe we feel it wouldn't be safe or appropriate or that we wouldn't be listened to. Or maybe we do speak our minds, but it falls on deaf ears or we don't get the response that we needed to get. Okay, so that's the first section. Now, obviously, this is kind of a generic script that I've created for my students to be able to use for their clients. But I really recommend that everything is personalized to your client based on what you know of them. So if you know that they constantly tried to speak up to this parent, but every time they did, the parent would put them down, shut them up, give them a timeout, then that's what you're going to say. If you know that they felt totally disempowered and scared to speak up to this person because this person was so intimidating and loud and frightening, that's what you're going to say. So obviously, make it real for your client. The next section. In this space, you're safe and in control. And in this space, you're heard when you speak. And in this space, it's okay to say whatever you need to say, good or bad. It's okay to express whatever emotions you need to. And you can know that in this space, whatever you have to say will be received. And perhaps there's some things that need to be said to your dad. So I want you to imagine, in whatever way makes sense to you, that you're inviting him into your space. You might go to the door and let him in. You might just have him or her magically appear. It's your space, so you can do it whatever way suits you. You might see them or feel them or even pretend they're with you. But when you have a sense that he's in your space with you, let me know with a nod of your head. Okay, a couple things I want to say about this. Now, sometimes what I begin with is I have the client actually imagine that they have a remote in their hands and that it controls the other person. And it's a typical remote with play and pause and fast forward and rewind. And I have them put the remote on pause and I ask them to bring in a paused version of that person so that the person can't say anything or do anything or leave or react. They're simply going to be a polite audience member. And that's one way of building in control because at any time the client can just shut off the remote, can just hit the power button, get rid of the person, make them you know, fast forward or rewind. So that's one way to build in control. Uh, another thing, when I say that you might um, see him, feel him, imagine him, pretend him, this is to get around the person who is not visual. Okay. Sometimes clients expect that it's going to be this really clear vision. They're waiting for this vision of the person to show up in their mind, and not everybody is visual. And as soon as your client starts thinking, I'm doing this wrong, this isn't working, you've got a problem. 
because they're giving that to themselves as a hypnotic suggestion. And so this is from years and years of having clients, you know, debrief with them after the session and have them think it didn't work because whatever. And so I've modified the language so it's, you know, how you can imagine them, see them, pretend them, think about them. I'm giving them several options. If somebody is not visual, they can think about the person or they can pretend that the person is there. Some people are kinesthetic. They can feel the person or sense the person. And so, again, I'm throwing in several options so that it suits the client's way of working within their minds. Okay, so when you have a sense that that person is in your space, give me a nod of your head. And at this point, I might have them build in safety if they want any additional safety. Do they need bodyguards? Do they want a deity or some um, being with them? Is there some way they want to create more safety? If so, go ahead and do that. Let me know when you're done. All right, next section. There are some things that you need to say to your dad. And in a moment, I'm going to be quiet, and you can take all of the time you need just privately inside your mind to express whatever you have to to feel clear with him or her. <laughs> with him or her. Dad's probably a him. Again, the, I'm, the script is very generic, so you're going to throw in the actual person and obviously change the gender. There is no right or wrong. You can feel free to express any emotion, feeling, thought, anything you desire. You have the floor. Again, you can do this privately in your own mind, and your guest is simply going to receive what you have to say. No fighting, no walking away, no justifying or defending. He's simply going to be a very respectful audience for you, hearing you and listening to what you need to say. And I'm not sure what you need to say to feel clear. Perhaps you need to tell him. And again, this is where you would step in based on what you know of your client's situation and offer some possibilities. So maybe you need to tell your dad that you're mad at him for blah, blah, blah. Or maybe you want to tell him you forgive him for blah, blah, blah. Or maybe you want to tell him that you understand he's only human and humans have their own problems and fears and insecurities and you get it. So whatever you know about your client's relationship to this person, here's where you might want to add in. What is it they never got a chance to say? I'm not sure what you need to say to be clear, but you know. So say whatever comes to mind. Take all the time you need. And when you've said everything you need to say, let me know with a nod of your head. So there's a few things in here I want to make reference to. The reason I have the client do it privately within their mind is sometimes people are way more honest and thorough when they don't feel as though there's somebody listening in. They might be afraid of being judged. They might be afraid or feel self-conscious about what they're saying. So I usually, I don't need to be privy to what the client says. In the debriefing afterwards, I'll ask them in case there's anything that they said that I hadn't been prepared for, anything that's a surprise that may need to be addressed in another session. Um, but I'm leaving it up to them to just do it within their own minds so that they'll be more thorough. Now, the part about maybe you need to tell him or her, I'm not sure what you need to say, but you know, say whatever comes to mind. Let me know when you feel clear. This suggests that the client can trust their own instincts. The client knows deep down inside themselves what they need to say in order to feel clear with this person. And notice that language, until you feel clear. The implication here is keep going until it's done. When you are done, it's going to be complete. No more energy hanging in around this person. Now, just as an aside, sometimes I'll set this up by using that beach ball analogy. I'll talk about how they've had something stored within their system for so long that they've never had an opportunity to say, or maybe they've been waiting to receive something from somebody for so long that they're just in this perpetual state of waiting, and I'll use that beach ball analogy to introduce this technique. All right, so after the client nods that they've said everything that needed to be said, the next piece is... 
Now, I want you to imagine that you can just pause your dad for a little while, and in a moment I'm going to ask that you look into him and imagine that you can see his memories, you can see his ideas, his thoughts, you can see into his heart, you can understand his fears, his hopes, his agenda, his motivation, and see if you can understand how he came to be the person he was, what led him to be this way. And this isn't a way to justify or defend anything that he's done. It's simply a way to develop more clarity, more understanding. So take some time now to really look into your guest. And when, you've had, when you have more clarity and you're ready to move on, let me know with a nod. So again, it's a brief little paragraph, but it's jam-packed with stuff. I don't use the word forgiveness. That's a big F word. A lot of people have a hard time with the word forgiveness because they think if they forgive somebody that they're condoning their behavior or that they're setting themselves up to have a repeat of that behavior, like they're saying it was okay. So people sometimes have a hard time with the idea of forgiveness. And so what I'm going after is understanding. When a client comes in, oftentimes when somebody has mistreated them, On a subconscious level, their feeling is, it's my fault, I'm worthless, my parent treated me badly because I didn't deserve any better. When we're kids, we don't have the capacity to step back from a situation to look at our parents objectively and go, oh, maybe my dad had his own problems, maybe he had a rough upbringing, maybe he was constantly put down by his father. That's not how we're thinking when we're kids, right? We are egocentric. It's because of me. If he's mistreating me, I must have deserved that. And so because the subconscious is illogical, it hangs on to these beliefs that we establish early on. And so when I say I'm going for understanding, I want to introduce the idea that perhaps the way this person treated you had nothing to do with you. It was about what was going on in them. It was about their own fears and their own insecurities and their own unresolved stuff and how they were conditioned growing up. Now, when I'm interviewing a client and I hear about somebody that I call a big player, somebody who's had a big impact on them, I will ask that client outside of hypnosis, what do you know about your dad's upbringing? What do you know about his experiences of life that account for him being, you know, abusive or an alcoholic or whatever they tell me about dad? And the person generally knows. In fact, usually before I even finish asking the question, they're saying, oh, my God, you should have seen his dad. It was even worse. So again, I'm going to personalize this to my client. I might say, you mentioned to me, for example, that your dad was abused growing up, that his dad was even worse. And so you can see how your dad was a product of his upbringing, that the way he treated you was just what was familiar to him or may have been a result of him not having had proper parenting and proper parenting or parental love modeled to him. So again, this whole section is about helping the client to separate out from the other person, helping them to develop that understanding that, hey, this, this adult, this parent, this person had their own issues and their own problems, and that was what was responsible for their behavior, not me. All right, next section. After they nod, good. Now I'm going to give you an opportunity to receive the response you need to receive from him. But it may be a different response than the one you would get if you'd have this conversation in real life, and that's okay. It will be the response that you require in order to be clear, in order to neutralize any negative past events or situations. And I don't know what that response might be. Maybe you need to hear. And again, I'm going to give some alternatives based on my understanding of the relationship to that person. Maybe you need him to say he's sorry. Maybe he needs to take full responsibility for that time when he blah, 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 blah. Maybe you need him to say he loves you. Maybe you need him to validate you in some way. 
I, okay, it may not seem real. You might think to yourself that he would never say those things in real life, but that doesn't matter. Your subconscious will respond to what is said because it does not differentiate between real or imagined. I'm not sure what the response will be, but you know what it is. So go ahead and receive the response that you need to hear. And when you've done so, when you're all clear, once again, give me a nod of your head. Okay, so a few important things in here. Again, it may not be the response that the person would have given you if you'd had this conversation in real life. Because often that response would just make things worse, right? The person fights back. They deny something. They call you an idiot for bringing it up. So this just creates more harm. So it's the response the client needs. And then I want to make sure that I'm dealing with that part of the mind that's like, oh, my dad would never apologize. He would never say this stuff. It doesn't matter if there's a part of you questioning it. Your subconscious will still buy it as though it's real. It doesn't know the difference between real and imagined. And again, I don't know what the response might be, but you'll know, you know, so go ahead and receive that response. The implication there is the client knows within them you're directing them to their own inner guidance. Now, an optional section. In a moment, I'm going to have you consider the positive and empowering lessons that you learned through your interactions with your dad. Even if this person just taught you what not to do, you did learn some things from your experiences with him. So take a moment to consider what those lessons learned are and let me know with a nod when you've done so. And I wait for the nod. Think of the positive personality traits and characteristics that you've developed as a result of your relationship with him or your interactions with him. Let me know with a nod when you've done that. And so again, depending on the relationship to the person or the interactions they've had with this person, there may have been some positive qualities or traits. And I might check these with the client ahead of time and again, bring them into the session. So for example, I might say, as a result of your dad being the way he was when you were growing up, you learned to be a more compassionate parent to your own children. So I might point out some of the things they've shared with me. Now imagine that you can look down and connecting the two of you is a cord or a ribbon of some kind, and this connection represents any negative connection that has existed between you. I'd like you to find some way to disconnect that cord. And as you do so, you're freeing yourself from any negative bonds that once existed so you can take, move forward, <laughs> take the lessons and the positive experiences without any of the negative lingering for you. So let me know with a nod when that connection is let go. And now I have them find a way to let the person know, to let the person go. Maybe they just fade from your mind, whatever, whatever. So again, the cord cutting, even though it's such a, you know, predictable kind of like almost a cliche technique, is really powerful because we are energetically bound to people, and oftentimes our interactions with somebody are still limiting us or inhibiting us or influencing our choices. And so having the client imagine disconnecting the negative association is a way of freeing them from all of that stuff. And oftentimes people will actually feel a visceral reaction. All right. Now there's a few other little tips down at the bottom. And of course there are some variations that uh, can be used depending on the relationship to the client. One variation or modification that I do a lot is if I have a client who's got a lot of anger issues, I'll do addressing others. <laughs> what I do is I have the client tune into the anger in their body and just notice where it is. And then I say, you know, this anger is meant towards somebody or something. And it may be something from the past or maybe somebody currently in your life, but I want you to just get a sense of 
who is most important to address in terms of where that anger is coming from, and I'll have them tell me who the person is. And then I do addressing others with that person. And basically it's all about giving the client the opportunity to clear out of their system all of that anger, all of that you know explosive stuff they've had stored up inside of them. And then if they want to hear back from the client or from the guest, whatever will help them move forward. So, again, there's modifications that can be made to this. Um, sometimes I give the client the option to hear back or not. Some people don't want to hear back. They want to be able to have the last word. They want that power. Uh, sometimes I'll do this as an inner child thing where I'll get the client's child self to speak to the adult and to actually be heard because it's that part of the client that needs to be heard. So, again, there's a lot of different modifications or variations. It's a fantastic technique. It can be applied to tons and tons of stuff. I'm happy to answer any questions that you may have about it or hypnosis in general. I love to talk hypnosis. You can contact me at info at horizoncenterhypnotherapy.com. Now, there will be no show next week as I will be at a meeting in Vancouver on that Friday, but I'll be back on Friday, June 9th with another episode of Hypno Dojo. Thanks. Okay, take one. <laughs> with corrections with Campbell. With Campbell. Campbell. The, the, okay. Get your black belt in all things hypnotherapy and leather blood. <laughs> Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.